welcome to Wrestling Chat with Friends. I highly anticipate a large dose of cowboy shit. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you know what time it is. It is your favorite hour of the week, Wrestling Chat with Friends. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> we stepped it up to having real noises, we although did. we're still going to make the mouth noises. We could have the best in the game, and I still think we should go meow, 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 meow. That's just my personal opinion. As always, I am Megan Rickman Blackwood, your favorite heel in heels, and I am here with my two favorite co-hosts, Elliot the Collector. What do you have for us this week? Hey, yo. I'm here. I'm present. I'm accounted for. And I'm accountable. That's my favorite part. Thank you. Good to see you both. I'm hyped this week. My collector's choice, you know, let me tell you something. We don't think on this show that this woman gets as much love as she should, but we're going to put her over here on the show. This is the new Thunder Rosa. Yes. (laughs) Yep. It's series nine. We don't think she gets enough love on this show. We don't. Well, y'all make fun of me when I talk about how much I love her. I don't we think love her. We don't think she's she gets love on this show. Okay, We talk more about Thunder Rosa than any other show I've ever heard of. But we shouldn't be the only ones. The, right. the show okay. she's on should be the main one. So there you go. Right. But real quick, just real quick, because it just came in the mail. My boys did it for the first time in 24 years. The Atlanta Braves are World hey, Series champions. Hey, 14 in a There is the replica world series title ring it's beautiful it matches the 1995 ring right here go go braves but now let's talk wrestling let's get it on play the, I'm sound, play the sound effect one more time yeah are you sure you bet but then you gotta hold the rings up give us a little mjf dynamite diamond right. ring is that the base off a like a uh, Bobby Roode action figure? That's exactly what we, it is. We have that. We, we <laughs> yeah, have that in right. our house. That's right. We have that. It's in so our appropriate house. that that is what you're using. We don't have a soundboard. Right. We have a toy that we push the button. Mm-hmm. Ne- <laughs> next week we will have, be somebody else. Yeah, we have we have one of the we have the Roode one. We have the Bobby Roode one. That's it's crazy. I love when it's they crazy had those guys. What, what an opening I'm getting. Best opening ever. I know we we but you got you got the pushy button thing like that gives you extra time. Okay, so moving right along, we have your your favorite two belt champion cheats two belts. I'm here, I'm here man. I'm I'm excited. It's more than two. Or as soon as I get the what is it the All Atlantic belt, we'll we'll have we'll have the All Atlantic belt as well. We'll have Ring of Honor sort of belts, like now. All Atlantic belts. I'm starting to see the uh, IWGP belts. We're getting it all. There's also a Richmond exclusive belt that I think may have to come into the mix eventually, but we're going to talk about that later because there is wrestling happening in our hometown. Are y'all excited for that? I'm pumped. I'm really pumped. The wrestling is, uh, we don't want to bury the lead. We've got some guests coming. We got a guest coming on later. But Saturday night in Richmond, there is live wrestling, and I, I'm so here for it. I just was able to call my first ever live boxing matches last Saturday that was over fantastic. at the Raceway. We were able to call some some live boxing in Richmond, and, and now we have live 
live wrestling, more live wrestling in Richmond as, as this organization has been here for a couple of years now, but we're excited. Well, that's definitely one that like the whole team is popping for, but let's do our pop of the week. I mean, we have had quite a bit of stuff going on in the wrestling community. It has been frankly a little difficult to keep up. <laughs> um, so let's, and some of it's been, a lot of it's been bad. So let's talk about something that we're happy about. What sure. was your biggest pop this week? What got you going? What made you go, ooh, ah, I'm excited to be a fan. Elliot, let's start with you. In the wake of everything you just mentioned, it was a heavy week. It's been a heavy few weeks for wrestling for one reason or another. It was injuries. Now it is an ugly scandal. So I popped mostly for from the hours of 8 p.m., to 10 p.m. on Wednesday. We're going to talk about the show. We're going to talk about ratings probably. But I tell you, as a fan, those two hours were fun for me. Might not have been for everybody. May not have been as much for the casual fan. But I popped from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. watching some great matches of stars I've recently become aware of, of ones I've known for years, of guys I really like right now, of guys I'm invested in, of guys I don't like right now. That in the wake of everything else was mm -hmm. a two hour pop for me and I needed it. It was great. Amen. It was some amazing wrestling. And yes, we do. Uh, reports came out today that the ratings were down um, from our traditional. Uh, we've been right up. AEW has been hitting right up right around uh, right under a million. And it was down closer to 700,000 this go round. Um, I think there's a lot of. Things leading to that, we have CM Punk, who's their biggest draw, injured. We have MJF, who's their second biggest draw, who is off TV right now. Daniel, Brian Danielson, almost, almost had a little Fed slip there. Brian Danielson is uh, injured and out. Um, Kenny's still out. Um, so we do got a lot going on. I do think there is a little bit of arguments we made that. Some people like the casual fan doesn't know who New Japan Pro is, but or the wrestlers from New Japan Pro is. Um, but I think Tony Khan's doing a great job introducing in them to the American audience. And on that note, I'm going to go ahead and do what I'm popping for, because two two things. First, popping again for RJ City and Hey EW. Uh, Dax and Cash were on on Sunday morning. I did not know. First off, I, I watched them all the time. They were in WWE. I didn't get it. I didn't like I didn't understand why people loved FTR so much. AEW had I am sold. I am sold on the top guys. So first, uh, their appearance on Hey EW was just phenomenal. Again, if you're listening to this later, pause the show, go watch Hey EW, come on back. And then I'm gonna so all right. Are you watching yet, Cheats? Are you watching Hey EW yet? I do, I do, I do, I do okay. watch it. I, I don't I don't get it. I mean, I, I, I get it. I saw the Eddie, I saw the Eddie Kingston one. I thought, I thought it was really funny. You know what? I don't. I, I like the show. I don't know who RJ City is, and I don't get RJ City. So I don't know if he's a wrestler, if he's like a commentary guy. He's yes, and yes. yes and he's yes, yes, yes. Also a commentary. He's also a comedian. But yeah, bro, yeah, did you funny. watch the FTR one? Did you watch the FTR one? No, I'll tell you which ones. Uh, I saw the Tony Khan one. I saw yeah. the Eddie Kingston one. I saw the Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs one. Did you see any of the vignettes he did leading up to Double or Nothing where he was the limo driver? Those are two things. Right, right. Those are different things. But yeah, I yeah. saw some of that. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out. And I know Tony Khan gave him his own AEW Access show. I was, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I was just still trying to figure out who RJ City is. How, like, 
how, how it built up. I, I do think he's, I think he's funny, I, and I and I'm extremely, extremely uh, uh, again not to bury the lead, but I'm extremely excited that he was interacting with WCWF Pod on Twitter this this week. He so. was. He retweeted my tweet, and I don't know. I think we're best friends now. He may not know, but friend, I friend, know of, friend of the pod, RJ City. I'm that we are now. He is a best friend of the pod. He retweeted us. He um, responded to a lot of our content. But again, he's like, I think that's the joy of like finding the court characters or finding the indie people that you love. Like when they've got you know a hundred people tweeting at them or even ten people tweeting at them, like they're a lot more likely to interact than. You know, <laughs> during Dax's thing, uh, we were talking about like the mentions and stuff and how Thunder Rosa wasn't mentioned much during um, her brief segment in AEW. But I mean, there's there's wrestlers where like because I stay on the Twitter feed so I can tweet for us. There's Thunder Rosa has been mentioned more in this show. Than she was she has than she was on Twitter, right? <laughs> so, we're, only, we're only five minutes in. There's so there's so many people in the industry where it means. You know, it, it means a lot that somebody's tweeting, that somebody's paying attention to you when you're not getting a lot of interaction. Uh, Kip Sabian is still hiding in the audience with his box on his head. And I see him like retweeting people being like people that get hype about seeing him. Um, same thing. Like the, there's ones that I can think of that are like our outliers. Fuego del Sol. Uh, Marcus. Danhausen. Like people that don't get a ton of attention normally. Um, so I was excited that RJ City retweeted our stuff and interacted. I, um, I was excited about that. I think that was cool. Like said, that was just, that was a pop for me. Yeah, so that yeah, was part. Yeah. Of, I'm gonna. I, I'm. We're taking so long, and we have such a long show. But um, my second one is who was his guest on Sunday? Uh, Dax against Will Osprey was phenomenal. Um, I I will admit I believed for a while that Will Osprey was a poor man's Kenny Omega, but I get it now. Same thing, kind of like with FTR. I didn't get it. I get it now. Right Will Ospreay on. is a star, and I was really excited to have him on AEW. And of note, for as big a star as he is, that even casuals have heard his name, this was his first time in a televised match in America. Um, so that's what I was popping for this week. And of course, Uncle Dax put on a hell of a show. So, Keith, so what about you? What got you going this week? Uh, I would have I went Forbidden Door build up because I think I'm glad it's, it's finally here and I was real, pretty been frustrated the last couple of weeks that I don't think they've done a good enough job to uh, start to sell Forbidden Door. Mm -hmm. And I thought they really went Forbidden Door heavy on Dynamite on Wednesday and, and hopefully we'll do some more on Friday. So I was going to go Forbidden Door, but you've already taken it. Uh, so I will go over the weekend. I'll go back to black wrestling. There was Over the weekend, there was a show, it was an indie show in Atlanta called Battle Slam Fight for Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And it featured some really, really top-notch talent, uh, black talent from wrestling. It featured Lee Mariotti. It featured Black Baron, Leon Ruff versus Dante Martin. Private Party was there. Um, it was a really, really great show that blended hip hop and mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> blended hip hop and blended some of the best black wrestling talent uh, in Atlanta. The biggest pop of the night came from rapper Little Scrappy when he did a rock bottom on Black Baron. If you haven't seen it, it's actually pretty good. Um, but it was it was a really good show. It really displayed a lot of uh, talent for um, uh, black wrestlers, and it you know just some top talent out throughout the uh, indies. 
and 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 AEW actually. And yeah. it really uh, was a great it was a great show. Well done. You can watch the recap if you want to purchase it on Fight uh, Fight TV. And I was just really really excited that there we were seeing more and more of these events that showcase uh, black wrestlers, black indie wrestlers, black signed wrestlers that they can you know get out of there either Impact or or AEW like if their contracts allowed them to do so. And mm-hmm. it was a really really well done mixture of hip-hop and wrestling so again that's battle for atlanta that was um battle slam fight for atlanta took place last saturday definitely worth checking out if you're able to check it out how many fans attended little looked like a very light room and i don't know because it looked like they were doing it in a club honestly Mm -hmm. so i don't know what the club capacity was to put in a ring elliot as a true old school Richmond wrestling fan, it will definitely remind you of Alley Cats is kind of the way they look like when they put super a ring small. in Alley Cats. Super, super small. small. Uh, I really wish I'd been able to go in person because being able to see Lee Moriarty and Dante Martin and all these guys in, in a setting like that seemed very small, very into private party. Uh, I was really, really excited. So That's great. Absolutely. And definitely get the show if you haven't seen it. Um, purchase it. There's also, of course, support the wrestling show, but there's also some clips out there if you need to just get a little get a little taste and see how you like it. Um, there's definitely been some clips that have been circulating on the internet that are fun, including the uh, little scrappy rock bottom. Which the little was, scrappy one's the biggest one. That one seems that so was fun. pretty amazing. Um, so you said you were popping for Forbidden Door. I'm popping for Forbidden Door. I know Elliot's popping for Forbidden Door. So let's go ahead and start looking at what we have coming up. We do have um, a match card now, so we have a little bit more idea. I think there's probably still going to be some uh, matches announced on uh, this Friday from Rampage, if not further build for what we have. Okay, so. Let us start where we should always start with uh, one of the the favorite wrestlers of the pod, John Moxley versus Tanahashi. What did y'all? Hey, first off, I think Jericho coming out in the middle of that promo was terrible, and I hated it. Uh, but the first half of that promo, like boot bumps, ready to go. Like you said, you didn't mind. I didn't mind because Tanahashi's not going to talk. Yeah. So you needed someone to to come in and like Moxley did great in the first half of it, but mm-hmm. the you know Tanahashi's not going to talk. So you really need so you needed something to carry it, and I thought Jericho carried it very well. Yeah, I get it. I would have liked to have seen the two of them maybe have a stare off, maybe timed it better, so it really kind of closed the show. I didn't necessarily want Tanahashi to have to say much. I would have liked just to stare off. That'd been great, but it worked out okay when they ended up sort of being paired off with each other. Jericho did sell it well toward the end but uh yeah this this has like big fight feel like we don't see all the time yeah and i mean mox has been calling for tanahashi since he got out of wwe um you know he came back he did the g1 um he spent a lot of time in new japan i mean hell he's on almost every indie you can play. he pops up at the weirdest shows i'm surprised if it hadn't have been an exclusively black event in atlanta like that's the type of thing you see john moxley at he seems to just love this like he pops up at the tiniest little venues um and uh i think seeing him get a, a one-on-one shot with tanahashi is going to be just magic we did have the four-way they were both a part of the four-way at capital collision yeah. um but i think seeing them go 
in the ring one-on-one. I think we're going to get a very classic Mox match. Now, speaking of the, the Jericho interruption, one thing he did that I love um, is to introduce New Japan Pro, young boy, and Moxley uh, extraordinaire mentee. We will be seen, shooter. It's it's Shada Yumino, but John Moxley has a very white man tongue, so he's been calling him Shooter since he got there. And um, the world has taken. I think even Shooter has, has taken on the name with pride. Um, we're gonna get our first taste of Shooter in the match with Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and uh, Shada Umino, Shooter. Versus Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minora Suzuki. Were you guys like, first of all, hold on, we got to back up. Were you swerved at all by Sammy coming out from under the ring looking like Fuego? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, at first I thought it was Fuego. And then mm-hmm. after, I, I figured it out before he took his mask off. Yeah. But, um, I, I loved it because Sammy was in no man's land. Sammy mm-hmm. had nowhere to go. Getting yeah. him back into the Jericho Appreciation Society is in getting um, Conti in as well, along with the new members that, you know, they kind of introduced to help them. That's actually good creative. Like that's, that's good creative because Sammy, after the whole TV title run, losing to Scorpio Sky, like he had nowhere to go. There was and he was, and he was universally villa- hated right at the, at the yeah. moment. Right. So make him a heel, like go away. Yep. Yeah. So this is, this is actually, I give hats off to AEW creative for, for making that happen. I thought it was funny about the, the Fuego del Sol outfit. I thought Fuego had a great tweet about the dry cleaning. You know, you let your buddy pick up your dry cleaning one time. Uh, but I, I was I was really um, happy because I actually, I'm a bigger Sammy fan, I think, on this show than anyone. I'm a huge and, Sammy fan. And I uh, I think he needs a place to go. I don't I didn't like where the creative was going with him for a while now. And I think maybe they can find a place for him to, to cool out for a while and to, yeah. to rebuild himself. Well, I think it was probably the only salvageable move for, for him right now after that Scorpio sky. Cause I mean, it was clear by the end of that, that feud that it was not heel heat. It was go, it was hardcore go away. heat. people did not want to see him. They were even Scorpio said something like even in at the end of his thing, he's like, as tired as you guys are of this match. Like I'm even tired. And people were like, yeah. So like when people are agreeing with you that they don't want to see you wrestle, it's probably not great. So we do have him back. So who do you guys have for that? And are we, are we thinking uh, Suzuki? And I think I'm not clear because this is what the card says, but I'm not clear on what's really happening is I'm not sure if Suzuki's bringing like his, his squad. Cause he does have his own little squad over at uh new Japan. That is his, his own kind of version of Jericho appreciation society. It's murder grandpa appreciation society. <laughs> um, uh, so do we, we think we're going to see more of like black cool combat club coming into this, like, or are we just going to get, Suzuki, Guevara, and Jericho versus Kingston, Yuta, and Shooter. I think this is another match that will ultimately just be done to showcase probably Suzuki and Kingston. And the winner the winner of it is somewhat inconsequential. They're gonna beat each other up. This will be this will be like the Eddie Kingston match at Capital Collision or mm-hmm. that or that Brody King match and Murder Grandpa. This is like sort of the feature mm-hmm. fun match just to watch guys beat the hell out of each other. And currently nobody does it better. Than Eddie Kingston, our boy. Best technical wrestler in the game. 
I mean, <laughs> named named Eddie Kingston. I will I will, I will say that I was extremely disappointed that his spinning back fist did not work last night. Wow. Uh, it was really close to working. He he it hit very, it. Yeah, I, it was I very, about you guys. It was very close. It was very close to working. Do your impression, Megan. You got to get your. It, I think it, it was because it he didn't have time to pump up the fist. Yeah, it was like it was the really best spinning. It was like the best spinning back fist he'd ever done. Yeah, but he didn't do his pump before. He didn't get his roar of the crowd, getting his his fist ready. He's got to, like, you know how, like, some superheroes need to go, like, to, like, get their, like, power fist going and and stuff like that? I don't know a lot about superheroes, but the ones that I've watched with my kids, there's Iron Man takes a second to, like, rev up, right? Eddie Kingston did not have time to properly warm up his fist sheets. That's the only reason that that deadly finisher. I guess. Was able for somebody to kick out. We, lo- we love him. End of story. I can't wait to <laughs> get, him, get him on the show and ask him about it. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about Thunder Rosa for the sixth time in this very <laughs> short amount of time so far. It's been 20 minutes, six times. I don't know what the ratio is. Somebody do the math. We Thunder love Thunder Rosa. Rosa. We have the AEW Women's World Championship Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. Who do you have for this? Do you think they're taking the belt off? Thunder Rosa, what are our thoughts? For me, this depends on how much the rumors are true about how frustrated she is. If she's really frustrated and she wants to go, they they put the belt on Tony Storm, move her out, and and showcase Storm like they want to do. They want to they want to showcase Tony Storm. They want to showcase, uh, you know, Athena. They want they're like there's things that they want to do, and my I'm convinced I could be wrong, but I am convinced that Thunder Rosa is not you know, somebody that they feel at this point is going to be in their long-term plans. So uh, it depends on how frustrated they are and if they're ready to put the belt on on Storm, even if it's just temporary to move it on. Um, You know, I I, I could see this one going, going down, but it depends on how frustrated she is. If she, you know, there was the Kumbaya picture that came out today. Uh, of her breaking they're, bread with Marina bread with Marie. yeah there and there and that wasn't a good story the yeah the no no selling stories are one thing the stories in the video footage and then the rumors backstage that she's frustrated and didn't even want to be in the match that type of stuff is you know those cracks in the armor probably lead to her moving on sooner than later but not and with the other stuff that we all know that she's very public about that she's yeah. running other companies, she's doing commentary at different places. Um, so I, I do think that there's a level of if if there's a title that changes hands at Forbidden Door, it's that one. I don't I don't see cause I don't see a lot of other titles moving mm-hmm. because they don't have long term story building. This is the one that they can shift the title and have long term story building around Tony Storm moving forward. That's right. I think there's no other better clue than if you pin Dr. Britt Baker clean in the middle of the ring, yeah. uh, you know, a week and a half before forbidden door, it's likely that's who you're planning on setting up to take the title. And that's okay. Thunder Ro- Rosa had an unspectacular run of very little to no fault of her own. And yeah. I would like to see her more. She'll be on TV if she wants to be. She has a lot of other projects. Like she'd said, I'm a big fan of her. Obviously I think she does think she wants to stand up, the women's wrestling as much as anybody. So, yeah. you know, Godspeed via Condios. I wish her 
nothing but continued success in a um but i think she can be a great competitor as a healer face to anyone on that roster i mean obviously thunder rosa la mira mira we will follow wherever you go sister oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so if it's if it's her own promotion um I mean, you got to think, when we got introduced to Thunder Rosa, what was she carrying the belt for? Impact? Was it the Impact Women's Belt? NWA. 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 Yeah, so, like, she came in as a part-timer. She came in um, as someone who was was representing another promotion. So I think that, um, I mean, I wouldn't, it wouldn't kill me to see her go back to that role. I do hope we continue to have her uh, push out bangers in AEW later on in her career if she's got some some time and wants to come back i wouldn't mind her getting another run at the championship uh possibly when the 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 entire roster and the women's the women's storylines are a little bit more figured out um i think between them with the run out during her celebration and then not really knowing how to build the feud with Deeb and then like barely any build for Shafira. I think like we haven't got to see the best of what Rosa can do. If anybody's seen her podcast, if you've seen her in other promotions, um, she is charismatic. She is great on the mic. She is very good at engaging with fans and getting fans on her side. And I don't think we got a chance to see that. So I mean, if she holds the belt longer, I'll be happy. Uh, but only if it's what what's going to make her the happiest. I want to see I want to see Happy Thunder Rosa wrestling again. Um, she brings joy and light to everything that she does when she seems to be in a good place. Um, so, moving on, we have speaking of belts, we have a new belt at AEW, the All Atlantic Championship. So we are still <laughs> in the midst of figuring out uh, who this this belt is going to, who the, even the match is going to be. So we're going to have uh, Pack, the Bastard Pack versus Miro. Uh, then we've got winners that we're waiting on from the Malachi Black Penta Obscuro match. And then there's also a tournament going in New Japan that we're waiting on a winner from. So it'll either be uh, the Bastard Pack or Miro versus somebody on that other side of the bracket. Who are you hoping walks away with that? Who do you think best represents that championship? If we're looking at it, let's call it what it is. It's the Intercontinental Championship for International. AEW. It is all Atlantic. Nope, nope, we're not going to do that. We're going all it. We're giving AEW. all Atlantic. There's a lot it? of places that are either continental it? Europe or what is in all Atlantic like about Japan. Japan. We're, so no, but we're not. We're we're going to look. We're going to give AEW as we always do. We're going to give AEW a shot here and make sure that we don't call it like the belt. You know what I mean? We don't. We're going to call it not not that not the other company's belt. It's the all Atlantic champ. Maybe it's because I mean like. Jacksonville's in the Atlantic, so all Atlantic, all of Atlantic it's, from Jacksonville. Yeah, but I, I know, what you, I, know I know what you're saying. Like, it's either I, way. Who do we think is going to carry that uh, initial inaugural reign? Uh, I would like it to be Miro and okay. his extremely hot wife and his god. That's He's where I'm going redeemed. with this. I'm going. I'm going with the Redeemer. I'm going with Miro. Okay. Uh, I think Miro and Pac is going to be great. It mm -hmm. wouldn't surprise me if Pac went on. If depending on how they want to play this, if it wants, I think what's going to end up happening will be the New Japan selectee, whoever wins that quarterfinal match, 
if the, if, if the finals are at Forbidden Door, right? Or all these matches, that's what that's when it's crowned. The finals right? are at the Forbidden Door. The final will be there. Yeah. But it wouldn't surprise me if they have the New Japan participant make it to the finals over maybe, I guess, Malachi Black. Um, and then I see Miro going to the finals. Miro and a, whoever ends up being the Japanese participant, I'm in agreement with Cheats. It feels like it's going to Miro. Pack has other things going on. So does Malachi. But those will be probably the two that will immediately compete with Miro. But yeah, I'm going with Miro. I want to get reinvested with Miro. I haven't been in a long time. So, and his wife is attractive and his God is wonderful. So that those reasons too. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, all I'm going to say is I wanted Andrade. Andrade was robbed. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with yes. you. If, right. Like if he was in the tournament. I wanted, I wanted Andrade always. I always wanted Okay, Andrade. so we have two more confirmed matches. Um, so there's one that's kind of brewing that we're not going to talk about yet because I don't, we don't have confirmation on that. And that's Is the Brian Danielson. Oh. No, well, the Switchblade, we, we know it's a match. We just don't know yes. who it's against, right? So we can jump to that one. We have the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship that uh, Jay White just won at the yep. last. Uh, over Akata at the last New Japan show. Um, that belt has been moving around a lot lately. <laughs> um, uh, so let's see. Who who do we think is his, his opponent? Because he said it's not going to be Adam Cole. Um, I think he maybe made it clear that it's not Adam Page. Who do you guys think it's going to be? Well, I have a theory. And I don't know if Mark shares my sentiment. I don't, think, the, I don't think the title is going to be defended. I think it's going to end up being a tag team match with Okada and Page versus White and Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw that idea floating around. I don't know who exactly to attribute it to. It's not solely my idea, but when I saw that, that made a lot of sense to me. Um, they're, they are introducing Jay White to AEW a little bit, although I don't think it's going to end at Forbidden Door. So. I just don't think they're gonna. There's gonna be that title match, considering the main event really is Moxley uh, and Tanahashi. So that's my prediction: a tag team match, Okada and Page actually get together. There's a very hopeful uh, person in the chat that said Omega, and if I got you guys by Ty. Oh, that's Ty. I I don't have my glasses on because they make me look bad. That goes by Ty. What up, Ty? Uh, which also, big shout out to Ty and his partnership with Hardywood. They have a Juneteenth yep. beer that is out that looks delicious. I'm going to go pick me up a pack this weekend. Me too. So, me too. buck, go buck, we that. are. Jubilant we are loving and supporting you. And I love and support your idea. If we could get Omega back, I would be on board for it. But what I've seen of his, uh, what they've released of his uh, healing and uh, medical movement forward does not look as as high as as they were hoping for at this point i think everybody thought we'd have omega back by forbidden door this is a i mean between him and moxley i think those are the two that speak the most to the uh cross promotion thing there ty also made a good point about uh all of our people that are signed to triple a uh do not have the go-ahead to to participate in forbidden door so we do have a couple of people off the roster um, moving right along, we have the IWGP United States Championship, which uh, Juice Robinson just had to relinquish. Uh, that is going to be going between Will Ospreay and Orange Cassidy. Who you got? 
Cheats, you love Orange Cassidy. Go for it. Uh, I've got all. Uh, I, I love Orange. I love Orange Cassidy, but I've got Osprey. Um, yeah, same. I, I just I just think that they're building him uh to be a permanent member of the AEW AEW roster, and I think that Osprey takes takes this one. I think, I think it'll that, be a, a fan friendly fun spectacle, but I think it's Osprey. Uh, yeah, I think OC, who's been out for a while and is only making sporadic appearances, will come out. He'll get his great spots in. Osprey is going to knock his block off at the end and sort of establish himself as potentially the next big AEW star. I love them both. But yeah. I mean, I definitely agree that we think, I think we're going to see Osprey as the winner, but I do want to remind you all that as funny and as fun as orange Cassidy is, he, uh, he can still get in there and get the, get the job done. So um, I do think we're going to see a great match. I would not write it off as a comedy match. I think will Osprey from what I've seen of him, he can pull that off, but I think, um, if they want to set him up as a serious contender, OC is going to have to come out and put on a serious match. So, um, Pete, do we have our WWE talking friend guest here? We do not. And I am trying. Uh, so I'm working a little production back. Look to, to, to what's it, what's it, well, peek behind the curtain. Peek behind the curtain. In, am, inside baseball. I am working as we speak while we're talking to ensure that our guest has the show link and i don't think he does and i haven't heard from him so we're trying to work it out um oh no there he is okay hey so he's in the chat hold on one second we're gonna get, we're gonna <laughs> get doug. so we're gonna we, bring back doug doug's been with we're us we're gonna before. bring back uh, doug right especially now at the beginning of uh wcwf doug, doug would always your, be in to join us doug check your chat messages as i need to get you in the chat hold on one second as this is really comical oh he's, oh he's in okay he's hold in. On. and ladies and gentlemen he is. we are bringing Doug, oh, did, you have, did you have the link did i did i mess no nah. no nah, i didn't have it okay you just used the old one he's yeah, I was just big upping how good of a producer you were. I was like, and we I have just, an amazing producer, Pete. So bring you right I'm, in. I'm sitting here texting like I am screwing this up somehow. But we we've got a big show still to come. Uh, so we we're going to go a little bit faster than we yeah. normally would on the WWE. And some Doug hit me up. Just full disclosure, Doug hit me up earlier this week. And it, this was before the Vince story broke and before the Sasha story, potential Sasha story is breaking uh, and said, hey, I want to come on the show because if, if you guys are talking Jeff Hardy and we're definitely we're going to talk Jeff Hardy. Um, and so with no further ado, obviously, everybody make the noises. Welcome Doug back to we're so excited to have you, Doug. Megan, take it over. Um, I'm actually going to make an executive call. I have uh, some things that I want to say about WWE and uh, to honor our guest times because we also have another guest in the back end of the show do, that I'm really excited to talk about stuff. I think I'm going to put that on the back burner because there's a lot I want to say and um, I do not we want to... We need more time. We, I'm with you. We need I'm more time you. for it. We're going to talk about it next week, um, so, but... So there are allegations against Vince McMahon that uh, he uh, has put out hush money for $300 million for a uh, deal to keep people quiet. We have heard now that Sasha Banks may be uh, 
release, release from WWE. Um, there's a lot going on there. Uh, we most recently had a story, one of the bigger, you know, hubbubs last year was that Jeff Hardy walked out of a match at WWE. They asked him to get help. He chose not to get help. And then he came to AEW and we had enjoyed a really fun run from Jeff Hardy. I think uh, <laughs> there's the face. Yeah, I was going to say, we just I mean, talked about, we just talked about how not fun the run was last week. It was, it was a lot. Uh, I think it was, we were all kind of worried about him uh, and his ability to still go. Uh, this week he was pulled over in Florida after attending a uh, fan event um, the morning after he was pulled over, uh, he is charged with his third DUI. Um, I think it's fifth accurately, but like Georgia is not a part of the interstate in concept. Years. Yeah. So, well, so, no, because yeah. he has one that's like not part of the interstate compact, so it doesn't count. It was like in Georgia. I, I think the big news for Hardy is the big legal news. Is yeah. That this is his third DUI in 10 years, and he was technically still on probation from yep. the previous DUI. license. And a suspended license. And was so, supposed to have the interlock device that you blow in to make sure you're right, not drunk. He did not have All of it is no bueno. D let's bring in Doug. Doug, you want to talk about this. What are your thoughts when you first heard the news? Um, I mean, when I first heard the news, it, I was very disappointed. I was very angry. But I got more angry later in the day seeing this kind of devolve into tribalism. And people started using this as a, a reason to attack not just attack AEW, but praise WWE. And look, let's shelve AEW aside for a second because I do want to criticize them. But on the WWE front, yeah, they they did fire him, but they also tried to then rehire him. And they also, right, th right. there's there's this weird speculation that Jeff Hardy did what he did because he knew that they would react that way and they would let him out of his contract because he made no secret that he wanted to go to AEW. So there's that. They drug tested him. They refused to give him the results of the drug yeah. test. And then they tempted him with a Hall of Fame induction in order to get him to stay. So, I mean, right. I don't think that you can sit here and claim the moral high ground for WWE when they fired a guy for refusing to go to rehab, but then tried to hire him back a month and a half later. Like you have no moral high ground and not to mention, and I, I don't want to go like what about ism or pointing fingers, but yeah. I mean, the Jimmy Uso thing happened less than a year. I was ago. about to say he got they, his third one and they put a belt on him. Yeah, the next week. I mean, there, so, there is WWE has no moral high ground. There was a bunch of yeah. like, meme images going around saying like friendly reminder, Vince McMahon was looking out for Jeff Hardy. No, he wasn't. Let, let's just stop yeah. that. Going to the AEW side of things. Look, they, they made a mistake hiring him without, being transparent about a substance policy, any any type of testing, anything like that. They made a mistake doing that. I do believe that Matt Hardy should shoulder some blame because he was very vocal about vouching for his brother. I don't think that, you know, I don't think this DUI is on Matt Hardy. Um, I don't know, the Hardy, the Hardy family in general just seems like really dysfunctional to me. You've got Matt Hardy's wife posting memes about him getting arrested immediately after it happens and then getting defensive when people call off it's like well you're making a joke of it it's a very serious offense he could have right. killed somebody sunny just killed somebody months ago yeah for like in this it's the exact same situation it's the exact same situation can, and can, and can, i go can ahead I say really quick though i i actually do think that the hardy should shell some responsibility for this yeah. too mm -hmm. because not only was it that like the the drug testing and the disclosures and all that stuff 
is one thing, but they actually went on media run. They went on a media run to say, see, see, I told you he was sober and clean. Yep, and they totally say right. the WWE released him for no reason. And they want him back now because he's sober and clean. And we proved it. We had all the documents to prove that Jeff Hardy was not on anything. And maybe that was the case for that test or whatever. But again, you know, and I know that by the time this stuff happens, it's usually not your first time. No, and there no. and there was a lot of recent questionable behavior from Jeff that had a lot of people concerned that were close to him and not close to him. Mm -hmm. So the idea that they went so hard to say, "See, he's a hundred percent legally clear," AEW, and I do think Matt's vocal advocacy and commercials, you know, promos with Jeff when he was unattached and going on a concert tour and say, "Seeing how Jeff's doing so great." I do think that pushed Tony Khan and, and some of the folks over at AEW to say, okay, well, let's let's bring him in. It's everything, you know, they didn't do their due diligence, clearly. Mm -hmm. But I, I do think that the way that it ended at WWE and then the campaign that they went on to say WWE messed up, they never disclosed all, you know, the information. Jeff was clean and sober. I think that went along because they did a whole vindication tour. You understand? Mm -hmm. Oh, they did yeah. A whole vindication tour. And it turns out that Jeff was clearly still in, in a I compromised mean, at position. that time he might have been clean though i think everybody's reaching out like, to blame like somebody they want to blame ago. they want to blame matt they want to blame aw they want to blame wwe let's blame the real bad guy here which is addiction like yeah. Yeah. um no, I no, didn't no, absolutely. addicts everybody and family came. of addicts they they perceived moments in time very small so they were making that redemption tour he was fine that day look he's got to get that day they yeah, no, they they, they know oh, they're no, lying to themselves. I think you're both absolutely, absolutely right, uh, and I think like any of these tragic situations, the family bears responsibility. Employers, friends, enablers, basically, is what they are. Yeah. Everyone was enabling, and it's terrible. And the only thing I want to say about it, because Doug, you spoke eloquently, Cheech, you you're did, you're exactly right about both. The I hope WWE never tries to claim any moral high ground, nor should their supporters. You can't say that about WWE in the 90s, in the 80s, in the early 2000s, in the 2010s, in the 2020s. There is, you'd have to, I'd have to see real proof of a time when the WWE had the moral high ground on anything. Now, it's, yeah. and, it's, and I think Doug was alluding to this. It, it's really the fandom. It, it's, it's, it's the social media fandom. That yeah, is it was just a story. Making, them, them making too. excuses too. for... They're yeah, the, making, they're the yeah. enablers in this in that situation. Yeah, I, I, you know, yeah, I just think that that there everything looks for these wedges, but especially mm -hmm. between AEW and WWE and anything else, right? We all know, and the news reports confirmed once again that what we talked about, Vince McMahon is not a good human being. No, nah. we know that he's not a good person in that sense. He runs a great company and in, in ways. But it's his company, and, and he's he's done a lot throughout the years of things that should, you know, like some stuff that is just irredeemable in many many capacities. So, how do you feel about the company? How do you feel about the man? It's probably verified. It's very very much justified in every sense of the way. Uh, and this week for WWE's board, WWE's board of directors, all of the media damage control folks, all the people that have to answer for. Vince McMahon's activity and Vince McMahon himself, it is a horrible week for him. It is yeah. a horrible week for him. 
And, you know, we're at a point, I think, in all of this where it, it sucks in the sense of, like, you know, I wish the biggest stories were the stories that were actually happening inside the ring. Yeah. But they're not right now. And so with that said, I know, like I said, we will talk about Vince and, and or how we feel about that in another way. Doug, I do want to ask you before we bring our third guest in about this, like how this Sasha Banks thing is playing out. Because the reports as of today is that she's on the steps of getting released from WWE. However, WWE still has her image, likeness, name, all of that stuff on their website, on their promos, and they haven't mm-hmm. said anything. Where do we think this thing goes with Sasha Banks? Well, I I, I honestly don't know. Because if you had asked me, what, like four years ago, three years ago? No, I think four years ago when they when she threatened to walk out over the tag title situation at WrestleMania when she was with Bailey and they lost to uh, Iconics, I think I would have bet that she would have left then. So who knows? Um, I guess the this, this scuttlebutt is that the, her lawyers are working hard to get her out. Um, the only thing that I, I do want to clarify for people too, because a lot of people are like saying, oh, well, this just proves that it's just Sasha being Sasha with drama. No, no, no. Sasha has to go this route because she's got so much time left on her contract. Naomi's mm. contract is up, I think, next month. Oh, see, so I, thought Sasha's, I thought Sasha's contract was up. Too. No, 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 no. Sasha's has a Sasha has like I think two years, maybe a year and a half. Oh wow, she's got a good amount that. of time. Well, yeah. the other thing too is they can freeze Sasha's contract. I think for double the amount of time legally that was left. So for Naomi, if they were to do that, then instead of being out in like July, August, she would be out in September, October. For Sasha, mm-hmm. that would mean a year and a half more on top of everything. And they could they can they can claim other things too, like any missed time for injury. They could they right. could rack that on. It's what they did for Ray Mysterio to keep him from going to Lucha Underground for so many years. Yeah. Um and they did it to they did it to Danielson too to keep him from trying to wrestle somewhere else. Um so I think that's why the lawyers are involved. But I mean I, I don't know that this means one way or the other, but I do think that this doesn't necessarily show that it, there's like a division between her and Naomi. Naomi still hasn't shown up. She hasn't made any comments. Everybody is really hush-hush on it. I would, As far as I know, I would assume that they're still united on the fact that they were promised, they were given a crappy hand, promised that they would be able to spin it into something good, and then were immediately had the rug pulled out from under them. Yeah. And, that, and, 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 that, and that's all it is. I mean, do, you can do talk... You think- Professional or unprofessional? There's a there's a lot of talk about. No, I, it, I was, think was their actions professional or unprofessional? I, I don't think. Well, here's the thing in WWE. I don't think at this point. I don't think there's room to really talk about professional and unprofessional, especially when it comes to dealing with the office. If you want to talk about like the Thunder Rosa situation, which I think is a little overblown, that's where you can talk about professional versus unprofessional. It's two people who are supposed to be colleagues that have a level of trust with each other in the ring. We're talking about the office that controls your money that has been notoriously unfair, uh, nefarious, dishonest. I mean, all these things about it. I don't think professional. I mean, I, I don't think that it was neither professional or unprofessional for CM Punk to walk out. I, I yeah. think those, those go out the door when you reach ahead at that. When you are promised something over and over again, it, there's a level of disrespect there. And at a certain mm. point, you can only take so much disrespect before you have to react. Damn it's the same. I mean, it's the same thing as if you're just a line cook at McDonald's and you got your manager calling you like a shit face every single. Excuse me, but calling you a, a, a derogatory term every single day. Eventually, 
something's going to happen and it's probably not going to be professional, but at that point there, there is no professional or professional. Uh, side note, one of my pops of the week that I forgot was, uh, Wardlow basically saying, eat the rich on, yeah. <laughs> he went from class action to class warfare. I popped so hard. Um, Doug, stick around with us. We're about to talk about an amazing show in Richmond. And that's sure. one of the things that I will say I love about the uh, smaller promotions is that it seems like these guys are a family. They care for each other. They take care of each other. And um, we get to experience that firsthand on Saturday, June 18th, United Elite Wrestling Richmond's own promotion is putting on Cataclysm. And we are very lucky to have with us Rep Jason, who will be calling the shots, smacking the canvas. What's up? What's going on, y'all? How are y'all? You get the nice, glorious one. That's that's good. What's going um, on, Mr. Ref? What's going on, Mr. Mr. Ref? How's it going, guys? Thanks for being on. We are Thanks, so man. excited to have you. Uh, first off, the show is Saturday, 7505, Ranko Road, doors at 5, bells at 6. I believe tickets are still available, Mr. Ref? Yes, from what I'm told, tickets are still available. So just go to the uh, Facebook page and uh, get your tickets. Okay, so you're here as a representative of your amazing company, UEW. Tell us a little bit more about your organization. Um, you guys run in Richmond pretty frequently. Give us the rundown. Yeah, I mean, we're, uh, we're local here in Richmond. Um, the promoter owner, Chris Keith, uh, also known as Double K, um, he, uh, he runs it. Uh, we do run about every few months. And uh, right now, Rep Titus is our heavyweight champion. And everyone knows him from Ring of Honor. Yeah, he just, and he was just uh, on the big Ring of Honor Supercard show. So AEW fans are now uh, getting a chance to see him. And we have a big match coming up with Rep Titus this week. It is the UEW heavyweight title match with Tom Latmer and Rhett Titus. Tell us a little bit about that. What's the uh, what's the build over at uh, UEW? Are you guys excited for this match? I know you have to be impartial, so don't don't give us any any hints as to who you're leaning towards. But just give us a little bit more about that. I mean, I'm definitely pumped. Uh, we had their first ever match a few months ago. You know, NWA Tom Latimer versus Ring of Honor Rhett Titus. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Rhett, Rhett Titus won on that one. And then NWA had Rhett Titus on their show, and they had a match where Tom Latimer won. So these gentlemen are one and one. So we were like, all right, we got to break this tie. So we're going to put the title on the line, two out of three falls. This Saturday, we'll find out. And now, Mr. Ref, just a question for you as a ref. Does it get tiring in a two out of threes fall match? I mean, you got to count so many times when people are kicking out. Do you guys sub people out? Or should we expect you in the ring the entire time? How does that work? Uh, whoever's going to ref that match, it might be me, it might be somebody else. Uh, they will be in the ring the entire time. That sounds like a lot of work. So we yes. are excited to see it, and we will be throwing you water bottles from the stands. <laughs> All right. Um, you guys also have a women's title over at UEW, and we've got the match coming up with Gia Scott and Danny Moe. Can you give us a little bit more information on that? Yeah. Uh, Gia Scott, she uh, just won the uh, women's title over Jordan Blade about uh, 62 days ago. 
to be exact, as of today. Um, so her first uh, title defense will be against Danny Moe on Saturday. Um, and this is one that, that I'm excited to see. Uh, you tell me a little bit more about y'all's women's division. Do you, uh, do you guys, or is that something you're building more of? Or do you have more matches coming up planned in the future? It looks like there's only one women's match on the, the roster. Yeah, there's only now. one women's match. Uh, it's definitely a division that we are building. You know, mm-hmm. of course, you know, we are United Elite Wrestling, so we want the elite women to join us. So we're definitely uh, being picky and choosy about who comes in. Mm-hmm. I like to see that. I like that we're not just just getting a full roster and just making it go. Um, you're only bringing the top of the top. Uh, speaking of which, we have another uh, Ring of Honor former title holder. We've got Josh Woods versus Baron Black. That should be a very exciting match. Tell us a little bit more about that one. What are you expecting to see? Um, I'm expecting to see a great match. Um, I have... Uh, been in the ring with Josh Woods and Rhett Titus at the same time for a pure rules match. Mm-hmm. Um, so Josh Woods is a, is a great athlete. You know, he, he's an awesome guy. Um, Baron Black, same thing. Great athlete, awesome guy. I've been in the ring with him as well. Uh, these two guys can go. You yeah. know, they have a, a lot of cardio, and it should be a great wrestling match. And uh, Josh Woods is coming off of his title run as the pure champ over at ROH, right? Yes. Nice. So that's a. I'm. I'm really excited to see you guys pulling such big names um, from the the community down here to Richmond for us. Um, really, really excited about what we're going to see. Um, so we also have the British Commonwealth Champion, which I'm. I'm really excited about that. This championship is is happening in the Commonwealth, right? Is yeah. that a <laughs> title that y'all's title, or does that travel to other promotions? That's from. Uh, that's from Canada. Is it? Yeah, you know, that's the first I've heard of it as well. So I had to do my own research. I'm like, wow, this is this is awesome. You know, we get a chance to have a Canadian uh, championship on the line. I love it. It it's it's almost if one could say it, it's almost all Atlantic. We got the the Atlantic yeah. coast, right? Very close. <laughs> I, Very close. The British Commonwealth Championship in the Commonwealth. It will be Isaiah Frazier featuring Silas Young. Um, again, I know you're, you've got to be impartial for us, but, uh, is there, let me ask you this way. Is there somebody in that match whose matches we should seek out to watch, to see how they do to be prepared for, for Sunday? Well, I'm telling you, you know, all the athletes we have on the card are fantastic. Yes. Some are shadier than others. <laughs> you know, uh, they know who they are. You know, they, uh, they're definitely kind of a shady type. Um, but we, we have a great card, uh, great athletes all around, and I am glad to uh, be on a show with all of them. Absolutely. And I, I know uh, as as Mr. Ref, you're going to be watching out for all those shady tactics, right? You're not going to let anything go on behind your back? You know, I'm, I'm going to do my best. I always do. Um, there, there's a lot of distractions, and, you know, I got to take care of those too. And, uh, you know, I, I'm only one person out there. I can only see what I can see. <laughs> So there is no, there is no playback in wrestling as they often say. Um, All right, let's keep running down. So we've got um, multiple tag team uh, matches going on. Another team that did a lot in ring of honor. We've got Shane Taylor promotions versus Eli Isom and Jordan Kingsley. Yeah. Um, I went and watched some of the Shane Taylor stuff that I don't know what, group of the faction is coming because <laughs> right. it seems to be about six or eight of them. Um, I'm excited to see. Do you know for sure who's locked in? 
Um, O'Shea Edwards is definitely locked in. Um, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure, you know, I'll find out Saturday, you know, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's going to be a great, great match. Uh, you know, you got some heavy hitters and some, uh, some very quick and agile guys that are going to be in the ring at the same time. Now so as re- really- Jason, as ref, you have to stay in quick and agile shape too. What sort of work <laughs> do you, what sort of work do you do to make sure you can keep up with these guys who UEW is bringing in? Great question. You know, um, a lot of calisthenics, you know, I do a lot of cardio, a lot of calisthenics. And, uh, I mean, it's still not enough, you know. I call Rhett Titus the cardio king. And, you know, that's for a reason. He's a machine. You know? Yeah, he, 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 he's a machine. If you watch his matches, I mean, he just – he doesn't stop. Yeah. You know, awesome. uh, when, when he won when he won the UEW heavyweight title against Sludge Gibson, I had to call the match early because mm-hmm. Sludge couldn't finish. It was a TKO. I had to call it to protect him to make sure that no damage, further damage came to him. Now, that's yeah. a question I have. Um, as a ref, I know your your number one job in there is to call the match straight down the, the middle. Um, but, I mean, is it is it hard for you to, to make those calls on? Because, you know, a lot of times we see the ref is the first line of defense. So when a guy says he can go, I mean, are there times where you're like, hey, can you really go? <laughs> um, do, you, do you have to make those, those decisions sometimes? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I tell every wrestler, you know, I, I tell them all before we get in the ring, look, my priority is safety. You know, mm-hmm. I will be watching you. I am uh, first aid and concussion uh, trained. So I do look for certain signs. And uh, if I feel that it is unsafe for you to finish, I will stop it to protect you. You know, you might be upset with me at the time, but, you know, down the road, you're going to be a lot happier that I did that. Yeah, at the end, they're going to thank you because exactly. you're, you're looking out for them. Exactly. Hey, can I, can I, I chime in for a second? Go ahead, bud. Jump in. I, I got a question. Megan's doing a great job running down the car, but I want to make sure that we talk about a match because I want to hear your thoughts on a guy. Um, Matt Cross versus um, Phil Brown. You know, Phil Brown's been in Virginia wrestling since, like, uh, since I was in like high school, and he's been incredible. I think he had some a bunch of matches on Heat back when that was still a thing. And you know, he's mostly wrestled for VCW out in the Virginia, Virginia Beach area. He did stuff for NWA Virginia back in the day. I think he debuted with you guys in January. I mean, what what do you what are your thoughts about like Phil Brown? Powerhouse man, yeah, power. Like, oh my gosh, like the intensity, the the, the, the power. I mean, you you want to see a you know a big guy. You know, that, that, that's a powerhouse for you. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know how else to describe him. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, you've got so many great guys on this. On this, I mean, he's fa- he's facing Matt Cross, who is unbelievable. But yeah. I just wanted to make sure that people people don't slip, sleep on Phil Brown. He's a hometown boy. He's done mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of great things, bridging yes. the, the generations in the state, too. Can't wait to see him. Absolutely. That's definitely one that we're looking forward to. We also have a grudge match. So we're settling grudges. Tell us a little bit. Where Where's the gr- Where's the beef? Coming from with Double K versus Sledge Gibson. So uh, they decided to start Alpha Inc. last mm-hmm. year, and uh, you know they ran with that a lot. And speaking of shady people, you know Double K. Um, I mean, he, he does employ me, but you know it is what it is. I call it down the middle. <laughs> uh, you know he doesn't get too uh, kindly to losses and you know mistakes that are made. And, you know, we are human, but, you know, Sledge uh, lost a match at our last show. And um, 
Well, let's just say that uh, him and Wes Rogers went through a table. Mm. And uh, so based off that, now we have a grudge match, which is going to be, I don't even want to know. Mm. So so we're we're fighting the boss man here. Yes. Sledge Gibson is going. He's taking on the man. Yes. Former, uh, former has friends. Double K, has Double K slid anything extra into your paycheck to get you to call the match his way? Absolutely not. Even if uh, he, I'm a man of my word. That's right. Even if he suggested doing that, ref, you're not the type of guy that I take to uh, take any bribes. No, no. Integrity. When they yeah. say gru- when they say grudge match, does that mean there's no disqualifications? No. What what does that mean? I was told uh, I can't do anything. Okay. I'm just have to stand there, and you know, if there's a pinfall, I, I count the pinfall. If there's a submission, that, that's it. No disqualification. Just count one, two, three. Yeah, it's gonna be hard, but yeah, I am. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to this. I want to see what happens. Have you guys? Uh, I I know you're you're the reps, so you're not too too in too deep on the production side. But have you guys stocked up on a lot of tables, ladders, and chairs for champ? <laughs> I haven't been told. I hope not, because like I said, you know, <laughs> safety first, man. Safety first, and and that stuff is not safe at all. Well. I had a question. I didn't want this uh, to go being that I'm the collector on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I don't know much whether or not y'all bring a lot of uh, merchandise. What sort of things can the fan expects when they go there as far as anything they can take home with them from an interaction with a wrestler to a wrestler's shirt, anything that will like souvenirs wise that a collector might like. Oh, uh, most definitely. Um, if you've never been to an independent show, I mean, it's, it, it's not, it, it's, it's amazing. Uh, you know, doors are going to going to open at, at five, and when you get there, you're going to have wrestlers at their table Great. selling their merch that you can take photos with, going to autograph with, buy their stuff. And I mean, it's All fantastic. Right. And during intermission, same thing: meet and greets, photo ops, and merch. Well, I tell you, the collector side of me really likes hearing that. I can't wait to be there. I am coming with bells on and my camera phone ready and cash in hand because I am looking forward to some UEW merch and getting to see some of these people. Um, Let's see. We've got another tag team banger. You've got the Alpha Inc. versus Facade and Vinny Pacifico. Timmy Danger versus... Oh, no, that's the next one down. So it's Alpha Inc. versus Facade and Vinny Pacifico. You said yes. Alpha Inc. was part with with Sledge Gibson. Is there is there a little cross rivalry going on here? Were they together well, before and they're still yeah, together? They were, they were together before. Sledge got kicked out, um, and then uh, Jay Sin came in with uh, if y'all remember Sin. Uh, he he came in with Alpha Inc. Now, so now you have Double K, Sin, and Buckler as Alpha Inc. So we're getting to see uh, both sides. We just have the the tag team groups, and then we're going to have the double K and Sledge. Yep. So uh, does Facade and Vinny run with Sledge at all? Um, you know, this is going to be uh, their their debut for UEW, and they, they get a title. They get a title. This is a title shot, you know, on so, their debut. That's yes. big business. Yeah, that's big. So it's going to be a title shot. So uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's their you know Alpha Inc. You know that they're they're big guys. You know they're not mm-hmm. high flyers like the others. So you know we'll, we'll see what happens. 
I'm certainly uh, looking forward. The, the tag match is exciting, but to know that it's their first night uh, out at UEW, that's when the, the miracles and magic is made. Um, tell us about, so we've got the UEW women's title match or the women's title, the heavyweight title. You guys have the, the continental title. Is that your title or is that another yeah. one that's traveling from another promotion? No, that, that's our title. Uh, Love Timmy it. Timmy Danger is our champion. You know, he's had it for 503 days as of today. Oh, long reign. Very long, yes. Uh, he uh, he won it off of Kevin Mears. Um, he had a uh, opportunity to cash in, if you will, and it was a very shady deal, but uh, he won it. Has he been a fighting champion over those 500 plus days? He has. He, he's, I mean, not every show has he uh, defended it. You know, he's done some tag team stuff, but uh, he has been defending that championship. Well, then he's earned that reign. So he's going to be going up against Logan LaRue. Yeah. Um, but you keep telling us about all these shady, shady guys you got there. Uh, anything I need to be watching out for? Do I need to like keep my purse on the inside of my jacket? Like, uh, how as long shady? As you're not are between the, the ropes, you'll be okay. <laughs> so as long as I'm on the outside. Well, yeah. I mean, are, is there anything you're doing to prep for that? Are you like, I know you're doing your calisthenics. I know you're doing your cardio, but are you like working out your peripheral vision? Are you hitting your twists and your turns real fast to make sure you see what's going on behind you? Keeping you know, your ears uh, safe. As as a ref, we do a lot of studying, and we watch, you know, a lot of the the old matches, you know, mm -hmm. of these guys. So we can kind of predict what they're going to do, so that way we can stay out of the way. You know, the biggest thing is, you know, we, we don't want to interfere. Mm -hmm. So if we can kind of assume what's going to happen, we can kind of get out of the way. Um, but that's about it. You just got to stay stay fit and. Keep going. Stay ready. Rest. Yeah. Um, that's rest. interesting to me that you guys are. I mean, you you always hear about people scouting their opponent when they're getting ready to get into the ring, but it's it's very interesting. I'm thankful for you telling us that the refs are scouting their their challengers in the match. Um, that's for sure. Super Ref, cool. You uh, you strike me as a real student of the game. Um, what referees have you studied in the past that you've you know shaped your <laughs> modeled yourself after? You know, I mean it. You know, I get that question a lot. And um, I, I answer that by saying I don't model myself after anyone. I, I do my thing. Mm -hmm. I definitely okay. watch the Hebners, Mike Chiodas, sure. Charles Robinsons. You know, I mean, the, the list oh, goes wait. I mean, you know, Aubrey Edwards, you know, she, she, she's great at what she does over there. Um, you know, she's helped me out a few times. Um, but, you know, you don't, you don't want to model somebody. You want to be you. And that's what I do when I'm in the ring. I'm, I'm myself. And, uh, you know, that's how I do it. I like it. That's hey, how long speaking, have you been... of, uh, speaking of Aubrey, I'm going to jump in and then you got it. No, you um, got speaking it. of Aubrey Edwards, is there a Mrs. Ref? And I'm not mean like Mrs. like she's Mr. and Mrs. Like, do you have any yeah. women refs uh, working over at United Elite? Um, we, we did have one. Her name was uh, Ref Yo-Yo. Um, she's in North Carolina. Nice. Uh, I worked with her for one show up here in uh, UEW, and she's fantastic. All right. Well, uh, you guys heard it here first. You know we have an amazing promotion here in Richmond. 
So uh, if if reffing's your thing, man, you got a you got a place out here they can be looking. Tell me, I know we're we're not gonna go, you know, inside baseball or anything. Um, but is there? Uh, are you aware of a, a place in Richmond where where people that are interested in this? I know they can come out and watch and get excited. But if they come to the show on Saturday, they decide this is something they want to do. Um, where where would be a good place for somebody to go to school if they wanted to go? Like, do where'd you go to ref school? Did you go to ref school? Do you have a nope. degree in referee? <laughs> no, 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 no degree. You know, you just look out for seminars and there is a school in uh, Norfolk. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just got to kind of, you know, know, know what to look for and uh, you'll find it. Now, if somebody was coming on Saturday that's interested in making a run of this moving forward and hopefully, you know, maybe one day being elite enough to join y'all's promotion, um, would you guys be open to talking to people, pointing them in the right direction, letting them know what to do? How I know you got a lot of accessibility with the wrestlers, but for people that are more interested on the production side, the ref side, do you come out and talk to people, Mr. Ref? Uh, most definitely. Um, I am the uh, head ref for UEW, and I am in charge of uh, some production there. I set up the entrance and make sure sound and all that's good to go. Um, So if someone is interested in, you know, production or, you know, behind the scenes, uh, I'd be more than willing to talk with anybody and uh, show them the ropes because more hands, the better. There are literally ropes in this. I just hope everybody caught that. There's literally ropes to show them. Um, Doug, were you jumping in there back in the back before I jumped in? I mean, you asked what I, you asked what I was going to ask, but I do have a question. You know, when you is there a match recently where you've watched and you've thought, man, this is some incredible ref referee work? Because mm. it's something that a lot of people <laughs> I like that don't. Question. It's, like a, it's something that people don't focus on. You're you're watching the two wrestlers, but a lot of times, you know, you got like Charles Robinson, like doing like more calisthenics and more like sprinting than the wrestlers themselves. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. Uh, I mean, I watch a lot of uh, NWA. So uh-huh. Jared Fritz, Jared Fritz is down there. Yeah. Um and that man is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, um, great, great shape, uh, great cardio. That man works hard, and uh, I can see why he's down there with NWA. I mean, the man's fantastic, and I watch him a lot as well. Nice. Really quick, really quick side note. Do you know who else was in NWA? Darius Lockhart. Darius Lockhart. Darius Lockhart, Lockhart revolutionary brother. We need you to come on the show. We can't wait. Darius Lockhart, another plug. We needed to I happen. feel like this is like our super cut of all the people we talk about a lot. You know who else was in NWA? Thunder Rosa, because we had to make the quota for the next hour. We've, we've, we've rolled into a new hour, so I had to say it one more time. Um, all right. Last thing, uh, Mr. Ref, just, just tell us again, where is this going to be? Where can they get tickets? Um, sell the show, Mr. Ref. Tell us why we should come out and check out. First off, I'm going to tell everybody that watching wrestling at an indie promotion in your hometown, there is nothing better than that intimate feel. But I'm going to let Mr. Ref sell you guys. This is the hard sell. This is the closer. So bring them in, Mr. Ref. Why should they come see it on Saturday? Hey, I mean, you need to come on out. 7505 Ranko Road. Um, doors open at 5. Bell Tom's at 6. I mean, we have the Continental title up for grabs. We have the tag team, the women, and the heavyweight title, and a Canadian title, though, you know, we talked about those. So, I mean, you, you definitely need to come on out and, uh, you know, check it out. It's going to be a fantastic uh, card. You know, we have 12 
matches. 12 matches. Oh, 12. That means yeah, there's two card. on here that I, I that's that's two more than I have accounted for. Is there something you're telling us here without telling us? What's going on? Well, released uh, earlier today, we do have a showcase match uh Ryan Dotson versus Shoot Taylor. Okay. Um, they will be on the card as well as uh John Washington and a mystery opponent that no one knows. A mystery yeah. opponent. That just that just drew in Right? A lot of fans to the yeah. to the show on Saturday, no doubt about it. Because when those things happen, it could be anyone. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, I, I don't know. They haven't told us anything, so I mean, I'm I'm stoked to see who could be. Will you uh, will you find yeah. out when the music hits, or will you find out at any point before? And do you ever? Well, I'll find that? out when the music hits. I mean, wow. I, that, that, that's about it. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, then I think we should all be in uh, in in attendance and in preparation for that mystery guest, because uh, like the collector just said, you never know who is going to show up at your favorite indie show. Um, now, real quick, where can we follow United Elite where uh, the tickets can be bought on Eventbrite, right? Yep, Eventbrite. Uh, if you go to the United Elite Facebook page, uh, you can find the link on about any of the posts that we have so you know go right. ahead over there and get tickets and if uh i know some people don't like buying stuff online well come on out and pay at the door oh, yeah. nice and I, tell me um the, the prices looked really reasonable so we had yeah. like the the first row was 30 second mm -hmm. row was 25 what's general admission general admission is uh 15 if i remember correctly Yes. $15. Yeah, I mean, it, it's great, you know, and then you get to meet these guys. You don't have to pay to meet them. You know, it's it's fantastic. And just, I want to make just, does UEW Curtis, uh, cater to all ages or is there a, yeah. a preferred It's definitely family Excellent. friendly. Awesome. And, you know, so we, we encourage kids, you know, families to bring their kids out. You know, let, let's have some fun with us. Are you guys streaming live on High Spots too? Um, we, uh, we do film it. And then they post it later okay. for Hotspots Wrestling Network. That is super exciting. And we're super thankful for having you, Mr. Ref. Um, you are welcome back anytime. Um, we actually will be your your favorite wrestling chat with friends. Friends will be there on Saturday. Elliot and I will both be going live uh, throughout the day. Uh, tweeting about the event. Um, we'll make sure we get a great picture of Mr. Ref in person doing his duty. Um, and thank you again for coming. And then also, so we put out the, the tag for where people can follow UEW. Is there somewhere that people can follow Mr. Ref online? Are you are you public? I know some referees like to keep it private. They only come out for, for ring time. But is there somewhere that people can follow you online? Yeah, I mean, I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you know, Ref Jason, you know, look it up. I'm there. And, uh, you know, feel free to chat at me and, and you know, get to know me. Uh, I'm loving how, like, open and inviting this is. This is going to be a good vibe. I'm really, really excited. We look forward to seeing you on Saturday. And uh, don't worry, Elliot and I will both be in the stand. So if something happens behind your back, we got your back, brother. We will let you know. We got your back. I appreciate thing. that. I got your back up. You got it. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you again so much. And um, actually, if you want to stay on, Jason, the way that we end every week is we talk about we just talk about who our heel of the week was, but then we got sad at the end of every show. So now we talk about who our face of the week is. It can be wrestling or non-wrestling if somebody out in the world just really made you happy. Um, so if you want to stay on with us, 
who was your face of the week? Like who, if you need a minute, I'll give you a minute and I'll go to somebody that, that knows that we were going to do this. <laughs> I should have given you the run of the show. Um, but who really just like made you happy this week, made you feel good, um, either wrestling or non-wrestling? You know, that, that's a uh, very easy answer. You know, I have uh, three beautiful kids. Mm. and there's not a day that goes by that they don't make me smile so mm. i mean th that's always going to be my answer it might be sappy but you know what i love my so kids good. and you know they're they want to be refs too so you know i got little oh. refs that three wanna... more refs in the pipeline i love it <laughs> there's no one more baby face than the baby faces exactly. so we can appreciate that we all have kids uh, uh here on the pod so we definitely understand, and I am happy for your little your little baby refs, and uh, I can't wait until we have them on the show telling us about the match they're calling one day. Uh, Cheats, what about you? Who is your face of the week? I, I am going to, as we shift and shift some more, <laughs> um, thank you, Ref Jason, as well. One fun fact really quickly about fun, uh, Ref Jason. Uh, I don't know if he would allow me to say this while he was actually showing on the camera. Doesn't eat cake. Doesn't eat cake. No cake. In, Does he eat he, pie? I, he may, but because of his ref duties and like this in the calisthenics, watches his diet very closely. Watches his diet good. very closely. Good. good. So maybe, maybe, maybe ultimately he likes cake. I'm sure he does, but. You know, when like now, when the match is right around the corner, I bet you he's watching his diet very closely. He get, he gave me an all business no cake vibe. All business, so, all yeah. business. Uh, but I am going to steal his uh, answer because one of the reasons you guys alluded to uh, Saturday, and we're really really excited to have wrestling back in Richmond. Very excited about what United Elite is doing. Yeah. Unfortunately, I will not be there this Saturday. One of the reasons, uh, there's a couple reasons, but one of the reasons I will not be there is because my son Cam is playing in his championship Little League baseball game at Bethlehem Little League. The Bethlehem Coach Pitch Pirates are playing in the championship, and I'm so excited. There's a team that started off 0-4 and have now run, run off eight of their last ten games. So they're, they finished uh, with a really, really – won six in a row in that streak. Uh, finished with eight wins total, two playoff wins. And so I, I know we're supposed to want to win, and I do want to win. Um, it's important to an extent. But I, when I say I'm happy that this, this particular team has turned their season around, got to the championship game, and has a chance, has a chance to, to win it, I'm over the moon for them. So I am so excited about what we're popping for is the Bethlehem Coach Pitch Pirates – Saturday I am I'm the coach of the team I have to do the coach pitching of the coach pitch yeah but the, the team really the, no the team really is an amazing group of kids it's a lot of highs and lows this week with the last day of school because he he's excited that school's over and the summer's coming he's very sad about not seeing his friends I feel the same way Really excited that we're in the championship game on Saturday. Really sad that this will be the last time that this group of kids will be able to take the field together. So it's bittersweet, but I'm really excited. So Saturday, well, you, go, go Pirates. You got a whole team of faces of the week, which I can appreciate. Yeah, they're great. Doug, great who kids. you got? Who is your face of the week? 
I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go weird. You know, I'm a Celtics boy, but I mean Andrew Wiggins, Woo! man. Woo! I, I'm good on Wiggins. He got MVP. so much slander. He got so much slander. I, I'm still Steph. I'm still Team Curry for MVP. But like Wiggins has proved that he belongs in a conversation of great NBA players currently. Whereas people around around the All Star break, people are giving him so much flack. He's had to deal with so much flack historically in his career. It's really nice to see somebody play at that level on the highest stage. Babyface of the division, Elliot. What you got? Who is your face of the week? I had one kind of all locked and loaded before. Cheats and Ref uh, talked about their families, so I'm going to jump on that train. Um, my son finished fourth grade today and is Woo-hoo! going is crossing, crossing over to fifth grade, his last year of elementary school. I feel totally unprepared to be a year away from having a middle mm-hmm. schooler, but he looked good out there today. He joined the drum line. He was performing uh, at this. He was selected for that. He is a champion every day in my book. Nice. My, my brother, my brother, Andy, who was a fan of the show, actually just walked in the room and sat down across from me. He is, he was in town surprising me. He lives in Charlottesville. What up, Andy? He took what his kid. He took up? his kids for the last two days has been at the Ty Jerome basketball camp in Charlottesville. Nice. Given those kids nice. an experience. Uh, he was, he is an amazing father. He's my hero. His kids are amazing. Um, so in with everything going on in the world, wrestling, non-wrestling kids are always, Faces of the week. Megan, you said it best. Um, you guys are my faces for another great week. Our fans are my faces. Oh. Who can we we have built a little community here? The the Twitter page is growing in followers. We're we're moving toward 200. We appreciate you guys at WCWF Pod. Give us a listen, tell a friend. You guys are the faces, you make us look good. Absolutely. Um, and I'm just going to say we're always, you know, we're, we're marking out for the kids. We're marking out for the fans. Um, and we are marking out for good wrestling and you know, it ain't over. So we counted out. I should have had ref Jason do this. He's like the most experienced one out of all of us, right? Megan, did you say your face? My face is all of your faces and all the faces in the world of all the great people. I don't know. My face is RJ City because he makes me laugh every Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm just going to go ahead and say he makes me laugh a lot. And he tweeted back at me and he like responded to a bunch of my tweets. So I think we're best friends now. He just doesn't know about it yet. So that's my face of the week. We have a a match. We have a match? We do. What? What? We have a match of the week. Oh, a match of the week. We do do a match of the week. We're so far off the run of show. I'm just letting it happen at this point. What's our match of the week to watch? Ellie, do you want me to take it or do you got it? I got it. Speaking of UEW, who we're going to see on Saturday, the match that I'm recommending is Tom Latimer. The match, it's the the second of this trilogy that's ending on Saturday, Mm -hmm. the main event. Um, Go watch it. It's happened April 22nd in Richmond. Um, and it's it's going to be – you watch this match before Saturday night's main event. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's fantastic. They put on a banger. They're going to put another banger in uh, Saturday night. We're going to be there, Megan. I can't wait. Cheats, you'll be missed. But go watch yeah. some, U, uh, some UEW before Saturday night's Cataclysm. And definitely join us uh, on at WCWF pod on Twitter. We will tweet out that match. Doug, you know we like to put our friends over. Where can they get your hot take? Uh, at music, Doug, keep them, keep them.
keep them salty this past week with all the stuff Ooh. going on. Ooh. Got into a lot of fights. Uh, there is nothing I love more than a salty hot take. It's beautiful. It's it's a magical thing when somebody says something and everybody in the room either gets quiet or mad. You're usually mm. right. So yeah. keep keep keeping on, Doug. We always love having you on. Uh, Elliot, the collector, you know I love you. Can't wait to see you on Saturday. Cheats, thank you yet again for being an amazing producer. And you guys, this is Megan Brickman Blackwood, your favorite heel in heels. And we're counting it out. One, two, three. Catch you next week. Peace, peace.